the vibe that we bring to the table is different than most other businesses. And so that's the basis of what I do. Um, I'm just building the Western community as best as I can and trying to do it in as positive of a way as I can. Um, and just keeping social media about what it's really about being social and supporting others. You're listening to small minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact. Small towns have a big heart and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we have a little bitty corner of the internet and iTunes and Spotify where we chat all things small business, small towns, and the people who love them. Today's episode is fire, like seriously fire. I just got off the interview with my friend Sophia Salzner of the Western Shop Specialist, and wow, I had to stop and take notes throughout our interview because she was dropping so many great pieces of wisdom. And you'll learn in today's episode that Sophia's business is one that has gone through evolutions. She has not been afraid to try new things and then pivot as her business has grown and she's evolved and matured. And it is to my great pleasure to see that she is in a place where she is impacting so many people in her community. When she started, she was a social media manager like myself. She is a mom who has little kids at home. She is married and her husband is currently serving overseas and deployment. And thank you to Sophia and her family for their service. But she is just inspirational on so many levels. And when we first got introduced to each other a couple of years back, Sophia, like I said, was doing the social media management thing similar to myself. And then she moved more into helping with website growth and development. And now she's really in a sweet spot where she is doing all of those things, but she has niched down to help her specific community of rural and Western women business owners. And I love seeing her Facebook group that has grown to over 1400 members. She is sharing content to help other small business owners level up their social media strategy. She is developing new ideas and starting new things that her community is asking for. And she's just really inspirational on a lot of levels. So without me extending the start of this episode any further beyond saying, have a notebook and a pen ready, here is my friend Sophia of the Western Shop Specialist. I can't wait for you to hear our interview today. Thanks so much for being here. And if you like this episode, please screenshot it, share it to your social media platform of choice, and make sure you tag me at the Small Minded Podcast, as well as Sophia at the Western Shop Specialist. So, okay, without further ado, here we go. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Sophia. I am so excited to have you today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, Sophia and I, gosh, I don't even know. It's been a couple of years probably that we've been interacting with one another. And um, I think we originally found each other on social media. And then we've just kind of like started messaging. And then we like 
are each other's biggest cheerleaders. I feel like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. and it's like, um, the last, yeah, you were a guest on a live video training last summer and you helped share yep. a lot of social media news with my followers. And like, yeah, we've just had like, I feel like it's the definition of like the community over competition. Cause we might be in the same like industry, but you and I are like, yeah, why don't we like help each other and lift each other up and it just benefits everybody. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love our, like our codependent relationship because I feel like I share something and then like a few days later, I feel like you share something that like supports what I said or vice versa. And I'm always like, go, go read what Molly just said. Cause she said it exactly like I wanted to say it and it always turns out the best. So I am just, yeah. So glad to have you here, Sophia. And, um, if you guys haven't followed Sophia yet, she is also a mom of multiple little kids. She is also doing all the things. She is building her business. She is volunteering. And she is just like, I feel like when I think about who is listening to the Small Minded Podcast, I'm thinking about these people in their small towns who are operating in a whole bunch of different arenas and like just doing it all for the best of their family and for their town. And so I think you're the perfect guest today. Thank you. That was so sweet. <laughs> All right. So let's dig in. Sophia, do you want to kick us off? I did tell everybody a little bit about you at the beginning of the podcast, but you want to tell us in your own words a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what you do, all the things. Yes. So I'm Sophia Solzner. I'm from Eastern Iowa. I grew up in DeWitt, which is like 20, 30 minutes north of the Quad Cities because no one really knows where DeWitt is. So that might help you. And I own the Western Shop Specialist, which is mostly geared towards helping Western and rural women business owners grow their business through social media strategies. I also offer coaching, website design. I recently brought on a team member that helps me with social media management now. And we're very specialized and specific. And I think that that's like the best part about working with us is because we have that Western flair that our clients are always looking for. And just the vibe that we bring to the table is different than most other businesses. And so that's the basis of what I do. Um, I'm just building the Western community as best as I can and trying to do it in as positive of a way as I can. Um, and just keeping social media about what it's really about, being social and supporting others. So that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually like very concise. Good job. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was on, oh gosh. Okay. So listener, you're probably going to get a lot of sidebars. Cause like I said, Sophia and I like to chat with each other, but yeah, I was just on a, like a mentoring group call yesterday and we had five minutes and to talk about ourselves and introduce. And I was just like, well, if you give me five minutes, I'm going to take five minutes. <laughs> and then I started talking <laughs> yeah. and the person, the next person was like, that was very succinct. I'm like, hmm, I haven't, I don't usually get that description. <laughs> I'm usually windy. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When people are like, can we get on and do a podcast? I'm like, yep, but you better block three hours out of your day because once I start talking, I don't stop. So oh, it's all good. We're yeah. We're small town folk. We like to chat with our neighbors. So we're good. <laughs> yes. I always tease everyone when I'm on like a live video for anything. I'm like, I'm going to go now because I don't know how to say goodbye because I'm from the Midwest. So I'm just going to say goodbye and I'm going to press the end button and that's it. And it's, I don't always think it's so funny because I truly don't know how to say goodbye. It'll last forever. Mm -hmm. It's like just one more thing. Oh, and then that made me think of this and oh, yep, yep, yep. Okay. All right. Now bye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So 
back on track. Um, so you said you've recently niched down and you think that's what's like really helped you because you're in a season right now of like real huge growth with your company. And you just said a little bit ago that you feel like that was largely attributed to specializing and niching down to the Western and the rural community. So tell me a little bit more, like what makes the Western and rural women-owned business community unique? And how do you like serve that specific clientele? I feel like I help the Western women more specifically by niching down because I'm able to take the lifestyle that they live and help them market to other people who are interested in that lifestyle or already living it. So as a Western community, we're already super tight knit and, and there's not a lot of people that are able to, I want to say infiltrate the Western community because there's so much um, history and so much things behind it that if you don't know that sometimes it feels really intimidating to find your place in that area. And especially with like Western fashion, this has been a big thing on social media lately about how you don't have to live in the South to dress with Western fashion. If that's what you like to do, then that's what you should do. And I work with so many boutique owners that this has become a huge part of our marketing strategy because you have to be able to connect to people more than just the lady that lives down the street that has the same style as you. You need to connect with people all over. And so we've talked a lot about that in our strategies, being able to market yourself to a wide variety while still maintaining your community and your branding voice. So that's kind of my specialty when it comes to um, helping the Western community specifically with like social media strategy. As far as um, like website design and all those other things, I just have that sort of flair to me already. And so I feel like when I come in and I listen to them, about what their brand is like, what they want their website to look like, things that they want to, um, how they want to appeal to the public, I can easily take all those things and apply it in a design, you know, way, because I already have that flair to me. And so we work well in that way. That's the kind of design that I enjoy doing. And so that's why I take on those clients. If I'm enjoying it, it always turns out 100% better than if I take on something that I'm not as passionate about. So that's why I do what I do. And I really, really love it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's evident that you have passion for this community in the way you're talking, like, because you can hear the excitement you have, and it just makes you happy to hear you talk about the people that you help. And I guess like for the listeners who maybe aren't as marketing terminology, like savvy and stuff, but the way Sophia talked about like having a specific brand or a specific voice that matches your business, as well as what your audience is looking for. I think the Western community, like you said, is like such a great example of this because like when you go to get a website made and you are a a Western fashion boutique, like you're looking for somebody who likes working with these like, like rustic elements, right? Or like, maybe it's like I'm looking at your earrings that you're wearing and obviously the listeners can't see this, but like, she's got, like <laughs> these beautiful earrings that are maybe like Aztec inspired with like beautiful shapes. And if you go to a web designer in the middle of a metro area, they might not be able to like hone in on that vibe. But when you find a community of people who are like-minded and who have values similar to yours, the way you have put together this punchy posse community, it really brings people together, unites them, and it becomes something bigger than yourself almost. 
Yes. Yes. It's so insane to watch. You mentioned the punchy posse. And so that is a community specifically for Western and rural women who are in business. And we've had a lot of people want to come into the group that aren't necessarily business oriented. And I always send them over to our punchy posse outlet because that's where they can shop all of these small businesses. But this group specifically is just for business owners to be able to connect, to find collaborations, to find answers to all their questions. We have questions that could maybe be done elsewhere. You know, they're, they're just like your standard, how do you do this on Shopify or how do you do this or how do you do that? But we also have questions that are extremely specific to the Western community or, you know, barrel racing questions, or some people just get in there and they have market research that they're doing just within the group because there's so many people in there that have that common interest for whatever they're trying to do or sell or create. And so they're able to connect that way. And it has been so extremely powerful and just amazing to watch. I like, I wake up every morning and I'm like, oh my gosh, who's going to have the most amazing question in the posse today? I like get up and I get so excited because I know someone is going to have something amazing in there. And I have a really awesome team that has taken over kind of approving um, posts and stuff. And at first it was like, it was hard for me because I'm used to reading every single post before it goes into the group. And so now I feel like I don't get to interact quite as much on a one-on-one basis just because I don't see everything, even in my own group, which is so funny to me. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's been such an amazing experience. So if anyone is interested in joining, please come on over and head to Facebook. It's just called The Punchy Posse, and we would love to have you. I think, okay, so segue, I, when Sophia and I were getting on the call and I was kind of like going through the prep, I'm like, I usually run down standard questions, but I might have a follow-up. This is a time for a follow-up. So you talked about the Punchy Posse. It's a Facebook group. I know that there's listeners today that are probably like, man, I had a Facebook group and I just can't get the level of interaction that you're getting because Sophia's group really does have so many posts and there are people interacting that like, I think that's the magic of a group, right? Where you don't have to Mm -hmm. be the person that is like orchestrating all of these posts and interactions, like the community is interacting with each other and supporting each other and asking questions and answering questions for each other. So what was, let's do a twofold question. First, when did you decide to start the Punchy Posse Facebook group? And then how did you get it to this level of support? What would you attribute that to? Oh my gosh. So this is actually kind of hilarious because when I started the Punchy Posse, I didn't start it with the intention of what it is now. I started it mostly as a way to connect people who had already worked with me. And so it was going to be like a community for people that, you know, were were in my network that had learned my strategies and done things like this. And I wanted them to be able to connect because, you know, just community, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I posted a TikTok, no idea why, like really no idea because this was not the intention. But I posted this TikTok and I was like, if you like to connect with Western and rural women in business, you should join the Punchy Posse. This TikTok blew up like out of nowhere. No idea this is going to happen. And within 48 hours, we had 400 members. And this was, I started it in early-ish December just like to be there. But then I didn't post the TikTok until right after Christmas. And so literally right after Christmas, going into the first of the year, we had like a couple hundred members. And now, what are we, three months later, we have over 1,400 members, which is like, which is pretty amazing growth for three months for something that I had no idea I was even going to do. That's phenomenal. And 
<laughs> yeah. So I definitely think that part of the engagement is we have some really specific rules about what you can't post in the punchy posse that keeps it a really neutral space and really safe. When you're working with boutique owners, sometimes it feels like it's, um, it can be like private information who your wholesalers are because a lot of people use the same wholesalers and you have to put in a lot of work sometime to find these specific wholesalers that really match your brand. And so people aren't usually very open about sharing that information. And so to combat this, we have a list in our group of different wholesalers, whether they're in the group or people that I've spoke to personally and recommend. So in order to make sure that people are still finding the resources they need, we've created this list, but we don't allow them to ask in the posse where people find something for wholesale. And this goes for just like a generalized question, like, hey, who's your wholesalers? But this also goes for like, if they screenshot a picture off of someone else's social media and post it in the posse, and they're like, where can I wholesale this? To me, that doesn't feel necessarily appropriate. And so I, I've gotten a lot of people that have thanked me for making sure that we don't allow that. And we don't let the group get overwhelmed with social links and like, please follow me and please follow me. We have social Saturdays where you're totally welcome to share any social media link you want. And part of the reason that we do this is not only to not overwhelm the group, but also because on social media, you want people to follow you that are interested in what you're posting. And so when you're just posting to have followers and to invite people to follow you just because you want a lot of followers, that goes against everything that I teach. And so I don't want to say that we have all these rules where it like, you know, makes the group like, I don't want to damper the group at all. I'm really doing it to help them. And so we have some specific rules that I think really keeps it a nice place to be a safe place to be. And I'm not afraid to stand up to people who don't match the vibe of our group. We've had a couple different instances where people just are not the right fit for our community. And that's totally fine. Like, they definitely fit somewhere. But the way that they interact with other group members maybe isn't necessarily how we would like them to interact with other people. And so once it comes to that point, then I, I jump in right away and I'm like, hey, you know, that's not really what we do here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and remove you from the group for a while. If you'd like to come back later, please let me know and, you know, let me know what's changed and we'd love to have you back. And so I do it in like the nicest way possible because, you know, sometimes there's more than one side to the story. and. And I totally get that. But also, we just keep it a really safe space. And we had, um, we had a lot of like engagement theme days at the very beginning. So like manifestation Monday still happens every single week where I get on either in video or I type up a post. And I help them start out their week with something positive, something that they can think about for the week and really get them going and get them motivated to attack their business every single week. Um, and then we also have takeover Tuesdays, which is like my favorite part of the day, because we highlight two different business owners that are within the posse. And we share their information. We share obviously all their social links, what they sell or make or what their services are, we share pictures of them. And then they always offer a discount code for that week for anyone who shops with them during that week, which is really fun, because then more people have the opportunity to work with other business owners and support them. And then we just have like some other off the wall ones. Like we have what's new Wednesday where they comment and tell us anything that's new in their personal or business life, because we want to know them as a person and not just as a business. And we used to have thirsty Thursdays. And unfortunately I'm so incredibly busy that it's really, really hard for me to show up on a live every single Thursday after my kids go to bed. 
I just found that I was like way too tired at 8 30 PM <laughs> to get on a live. Yeah. And I was like, every week is, is a lot for me. I was like, by the time I get to Thursday at 8 PM, I'm so tired. I don't feel like I was coming with anything that was substantial. So I, I mixed those for a little while. We're working on a better system for that. So that way, you know, we can bring it back. And, um, and then of course we have like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, those all have theme days too, but just like having the opportunity to connect with people one-on-one in the Facebook group, we're all super busy. Obviously we're business owners. A lot of us are moms or we're in school or we volunteer or, you know, we have livestock to raise. Like we're busy. We don't have time to always sit down and connect with each other. Like in a sense of we have to initiate it. And so I think that the posse is really a great community for people to be able to come in and comment on things or find opportunities for growth or find opportunities for learning. So it's just been a really well-rounded group from the beginning. So I did that answer your question? <laughs> oh, 100% and beyond. Um, I'm just going to draw on a couple of things that stuck out to me from what you're saying. So as you said in the beginning, it was like, created to connect people in your network, but it quickly blossomed into something else. And through what everything you just described, like the things that stick out to me are that you weren't afraid to try new things. Like when this grew, (laughs) you ran with it and you adjusted as you went, because I think that's a big thing that what I hear a lot from my audiences too, is like, I can't wait till I can get to 10,000 followers on Insta, or I can't wait till I have a group that's huge. And while these are all great things and they bring people together in community, it also brings up another level of challenges and decisions you have to make. So like what you said, you had to start putting in some rules so that it kept the vibe of the group the way you wanted it to. And you had to come up with a way to condense those posts into those daily themes so that we weren't getting overrun with just salesy posts so that it stuck Mm -hmm. to the strategies that you prove. And yeah, so what I hear over and over again, and what you said was like, A, you're trying new stuff and you're not afraid to try new stuff and B, you're not afraid to pivot and make changes as you grow. I think that's really cool. Oh my gosh. I think my middle name is pivot at this point. It's yeah. Yes. There's a lot of new things that have been implemented and it's just so exciting. And I mean, we grew that group and then people were like, well, we want to support, you know, more business owners that are in the group. So then we created the Punchy Posse outlet, which is like our sales group. So you can post all of your products for sale or any sales you're having or anything like that. So that also keeps the Punchy Posse itself as a very community support oriented group, but still gives them an outlet to connect with each other in terms of purchasing something, finding a product they're looking for and so on. So yes. Those were all wonderful things to take away. Thank you so much. Well, I think, yeah, I just, I hear a lot of wisdom in what you've done these past few months. And I think, yeah, like I said, we always think that the next big step for our business is going to be the answer and it's going to solve all of our problems. And while it's great and it does present new opportunities, there's also challenges that are associated with that. And so I think going in with the mindset that you have of we're going to try this, And then we're just going to adjust as needed. I think that is the best business mentality that you can have. I I would love to expand on that just like a little bit, because I feel like people think that once they get, you know, a big community or a larger following, the money is just going to follow. And I was super open about this actually in the group earlier this week about how I've spent so much time creating free resources and 
making things available for as many people as possible that I don't have the revenue with my business. I've never worked for free more than I have in the last three months of my life. Like, and I, I'm not mad about it and I'm not upset or like discouraged necessarily in any way, but I do like to be very honest and transparent about what growing a business looks like as I'm doing it. And I'll let you know that just because you have a Facebook group with 1400 people does not mean that the sales just come in like you think they would. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I think people expect that when you reach a certain like level, then you're going to be set, right? Yeah. It's these expectations. And sometimes they're expectations that we put upon ourselves too. Yes. So it's like, you just think that the next step is like the big break that you've been working towards. And sometimes, like you said, it will involve more work. It might involve more free work. Yeah. But the thing that I love about what you do, and it's, I think I'm similar in this way is that like, I see so much value in offering things at a low price point or a free price point, because Mm -hmm. you and I both know that when we started our business, it wasn't necessarily like we were like, okay, I got this loan for a million bucks and here we go starting the social media business. You and I are right. both like, we're going to start this business and we're going to roll with what we got and we're going to grow it from where we are. And a lot of the people in your community, I think have the same mindset. So it's like, you got to remember like two steps behind me where I was is maybe where my community is. And so mm-hmm. I need to make sure I keep that in mind too. And so I love that you offer free resources, you offer low price point resources, and then you offer your like high touch, high level so that you can reach people wherever they're at. Yeah. Well, and you know, we talked earlier in the group today, actually just about what it looks like to invest in your business and what different timeline that looks like for everyone. So there's a lot of different investments that you can make in your business to better it and grow it. But that doesn't mean that all of those investments are right for you right now. And they're not always right for you at the same time that they were right for someone else. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So people come to me and they're like, I really want to coach with you, but I just can't afford it. I'm like, dude, that's totally fine. Like, I understand that coaching with me is an investment and they have to understand that too, because once they coach with me and they have this strategy and they get it down, it's, you know, there's always like really just amazing growth that I love to watch. One of my favorite clients ever She went from 7,000 followers on Instagram to 14,000 in like a few months. And I was like, well, if that doesn't tell you my strategies work, then I don't know what will. But it was, you know, it's just, it's fun to be able to watch all these businesses in different levels because I just started a monthly training membership called the Punchy Paycheck, which is really fun because we do a live training, a live Q&A, and there's a group chat. And that's only $29 a month. And so if they are in the position where they are ready to start investing, but they're not ready for a coaching call or they're not ready for one-on-one or a major course, or maybe they just don't have the time for those kinds of things. Cause I know I've invested in courses and done nothing with them because Mm -hmm. I invested in them and I didn't actually have the time to do it. So this is like a really nice, like starting point for people or just a way to kind of maintain their motivation with their business, which is, you know, I almost like that better than my big courses sometimes because those can be so extreme and overwhelming for them, but also for me, because I have to be there and show up and and keep pushing them really, really, really hard during these like group coaching courses or, you know, things that are a little bit more intense, whereas we have a little bit more of a laid back vibe with my monthly training membership. And so I feel like, 
you know, we, we offer a little bit of everything, which is so important because I do have a big community and they're all at different points. And so you got to keep it, you know, you got to keep it open and try, and I do try to help everyone. And yeah. Oh, I love that. So to kind of go in that vein, can you tell us a little bit about maybe the, I guess in the vein of like investing at different points of your business and when it makes sense to make these decisions, can you tell us a little bit like how far are you into your business? What are some of the pivots? Cause I know your business has gone through different phases and stages. And what were some of the like things that you invested in that like really helped, or maybe you're like, I would have done it differently in hindsight. So this is a multi-layered question. Again, I'm the queen of those, but tell no, us like, when so did okay. your business start? Like how far, how many different pivots have you had? And then like, why were those made? Oh my gosh. Well, like I said earlier, pivoting is my middle name, but so when I started my business, I started as a social media manager. That was like basically the only thing that I offered. I was very good at it, but I didn't necessarily enjoy it. Like that's just not my sweet spot. I don't even like creating content for my own business. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I sit down and I'm like, Oh my gosh, we have to do this again. And so if I could hire a social media manager for my own business, I totally would. But I feel like that's just not in the cards for me right now. So um, when I started, I was a social media manager. I did that for a little while. And then I decided I was ready to like move more into the coaching aspect and really get myself more comfortable and out there um, educating other people about how to grow their business. And I used to be called BGR Social Marketing. My kids' names are Bo, Georgia, and Ryder. And so I just took their initials and threw them together because I couldn't come up with anything better than that at the time, I guess. And so that's what that's what the name of my business was. And I just kind of ran with it for a little while. And I marketed mostly towards mompreneurs because, um, you know, that was those were people that I could connect with. And this was, I guess it would have been like a year to a year and a half ago. I've been working with small businesses for probably five years now, but I didn't actually start my own business marketing myself until about a year and a half ago. And so, I mean, Ryder is just about to turn two in May. So he was just a little baby when I started doing this. And so those were the people that I was connecting with at that time. And I couldn't see that much past motherhood anyway. So I was like, I better just work with mom. And so I marketed towards them for a little while. It definitely wasn't my sweet spot. I found myself having like major imposter syndrome, trying to be the perfect mom on social media, you know, trying to be someone different than I was. And so I worked with a couple of clients on some things that didn't necessarily end like I wanted them to. And so I had to come back to the drawing board really and be like, what is it that I want to do? Because this isn't what I want to do. And this business isn't bringing me joy. It's not, I'm not passionate about it anymore. I don't, I don't even want to show up every day. And so it was making it obviously really hard to have a successful business because I just didn't enjoy it. And so I came back and I scheduled some coaching calls with um, a variety of different coaches actually. And was I ready for all of them? No. I wasn't. So that was the one thing that I really wanted to point out is like, sometimes you think you're ready for an investment and you're just not, you know, like I said earlier, I've invested in courses that just sit there because I don't have the time for them. Or I've invested in coaching calls where they think that I'm at a different level than I am. And so they're trying to tell me things and I'm not, and I'm not there yet. They're like 10 steps ahead of me. And I'm like, wait, 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 let me catch up. 
And so you have to make sure that you're finding, you know, people to invest with that can come to your level where you are and understand where you're at. And the other thing about that is before I even knew it, I was transitioning into my business now as the Western chef specialist, because I kept attracting these clients that were all in like the rural Western industry. And so slowly my marketing started to transition to them without really realizing it. So when I realized that I wasn't necessarily enjoying my business anymore, I came back to the drawing board and I was like, okay, what the heck's going on? We got to figure something out. And I started looking into Western business coaches because that was the direction I wanted to go. And I realized that there's really none, like there's a few, there's a couple of us out there, but it's not an oversaturated market, you know? And when you really niche down to that Western community, you have to put in a lot of work to get them to trust you, which I'm totally fine with. But it's like, when I first looked for Western business coaches, let me tell you, I didn't find anyone. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at me being a trendsetter. I'm going to be the first one, move out of the way, right? And obviously, as I got more into the community, I was like, just kidding. There's a couple of us out here. <laughs> but I, I followed them and I you know, started to engage with their posts and kind of see what they were doing because I didn't want to be in direct competition with them. And so when I started my business, I made sure that I was very much, or, you know, when I rebranded my business and pivoted into the Western Chef Specialist, I made sure that I was very much me and on brand with what I wanted and offered what I wanted to do. And I made it, I made it all about me, which like sounds weird, but I will say one of the like most pivotal investments in my business was hiring someone to bring my brand to life in a way that I couldn't. So if you've ever your branding, yes, I, I am obsessed with my branding. I talk about it all the time and I have an amazing graphic designer that I got connected with. Um, She owns arrow K designs and she is phenomenal. And when I came to her and I was like, Hey, listen, I have this idea. I want you to take this picture of me and make me into a cartoon, but I want you to put me on top of a lightning bolt. And An she's animal like, print lightning bolt, right? Yes. She <laughs> did the leopard print. That was all her. So she's like, you know, asking me some questions as any good, you know, branding expert should do. And we kind of, you know, came to the conclusion that like lightning bolts are on brand for me, leopard print, turquoise, like all these things are kind of my thing. And so then she just whips out this literally perfect design and I took that and that is like the embodiment of my entire brand. Like we do all things big and bold. And I mean, if I have to say anything to anyone who is ready to start building their business, it is invest in your branding, finding your brand voice, finding someone who can help you bring your vision to life. Because, you know, I started with a Canva logo, so I am not like saying anything about that. We all start somewhere, Mm -hmm. but once you're really ready to start investing in your business and getting really serious about it, I feel like making sure that you know your voice that you want to present to the world and to your potential clients and who you're talking to, as well as the branding aspect of colors, logos, you know, just your overall visual vibe, right? I feel like that is like the very first step in investing outside of maybe like some education on how to better your products. If you're like a handmade business or like for me, you know, I did a lot of following you and watching your free trainings, but also investing with people like Allie Greaves and finding out different tools that she uses and recommends. And so 
there was a lot of growth in my business before I could even afford to rebrand, so to say. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, there's just so many different levels and areas of investing. That's like such a hard question. But I definitely feel like once you get to that point where you're serious and you really want to have a consistent marketing strategy, branding is number one. Oh my gosh. Yes. And you probably saw like I was jotting down notes because like a little bit ago, I just pull like you have so many nuggets of wisdom for business owners and I love it. So a yes, working with a pro is huge when you're ready. Right. Mm -hmm. So I love that you said, you know, I started with a Canva logo. I started here and I tried this and then I transitioned to that. But when I was ready, I worked with a professional because Mm -hmm. the professionals can pull things out of you, like your leopard print that you weren't even sure were there. That's the blessing of working with someone who is a professional graphic designer. And like I said, I love Canva and I will never knock a Canva logo, but when you're ready to go to a certain level with your business, you need to make an investment with somebody whose job is to take your ideas and put them on a paper. So it looks like you, I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, yeah. And The best part I feel like about investing is that everyone has a different area of expertise. And I feel like for a long time, people didn't understand that social media itself is so massive. And there's so Mm -hmm. many things to understand about it, that that was even an investment that they needed to make. And so I've spent a lot of time with the agricultural community explaining to them, like the importance of social media, for example, you're a farmer, right? And you think that your only job is to farm. Well, there's a lot of advocating that we need to do in the agricultural community. And so I've spent time with a couple different like agriculture. There's a lot of people in the posse that do that. And we've had a lot of really good conversations, but also like some organizations and just helping them like explain the importance of putting what you're doing on social media for anyone who may come across it to see. And that's opening such a big door for them to be able to learn about where their food comes or learn more about farming, or maybe they have always wanted to be involved in it. And they are looking for like, you know, that just that little door to open just a little bit of a crack so that they can slip in there and start getting involved themselves more, more than just learning, but being there and being active with the community. So we've talked a lot about social media, um, at least on an agricultural standpoint too. And also, um, rodeos like I am the PR director for TMRA which is a miniature rodeo association we have kids from the ages of two to 19 that rodeo with us and this is my first year I just got started and so it's really exciting though because as I'm looking around and I'm looking at other rodeo associations that are similar to us but also like a step above us I'm realizing that their social media presence is massively lacking as well and so there's a there's so many things that can be taught and so many doors that can be opened for people who don't even know, you know, what we're doing. And that's what I was um, explaining to them as I sat on, on my very first board meeting, which was totally crazy. I never thought I'd sit on a board at 23. But <laughs> as I was sitting there and I was like trying to explain this, I was like, we could reach so many more people if you just let me do what I want to do. And I was like, trying not to be like super pushy, of course, but I was like, I, I can see the vision for our website, for our social media, for our outreach. I said, so as long as you're ready to hand me the reins, I said, we're taking all this up like 12 steps this year because we're not stopping. This is 
so amazing. And actually we found that rodeo association through one of the kids who rides with them, who rides bulls with them. We found Mm -hmm. his Facebook page. We didn't even find the rodeo Facebook page. We just found some kid, you know? And so it all, it all is connected and opens so many doors. And so like investing, it has to be done when you're ready, obviously, but you also have to know which investment is right for you because there's so many out there. And anyways, yes. No, I love all that. My husband and I were just having an ag conversation last night about like, if only we could help other people see this, that, or the other thing. And yeah, like you said, sometimes the first step you can take is just documenting what you do and what better way to do that and get it out in front of people than via social media. And I think I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like being from a small town and I know your clientele, like sometimes you work with these people and they're like, but what do you want me to post all day? Like, I don't do anything exciting. And I'm like, everything you do is so cool because I don't see that side of your business, the back end of how, what does it take to wholesale? What does it take to decide what fits your brand? Like all of that is so interesting or in the ag space, like all the tech that goes into ag, all the science that you need to know and be able to analyze. There's so many things that the average everyday person doesn't know about your job. So just take a picture of what you did today, put it on social media and then you're If I could strap a body cam to every farmer in America, I would because people would love it. They Mm -hmm. have no idea sometimes. So when you can get them connected in that space, like, yeah, yep. Farmers specifically just don't realize, and I, and I know that that goes far past farmers and, and multiple different areas of agriculture and, you know, and, and a lot of different communities, but specifically farmers are on my brain today. And so if I could literally (laughs) just strap a camera to all of them, I totally would. And I would just live stream it all day long for people to watch. I might have to, like when my husband gets home from work, I might be like, Hey, we're going to sit down and record a podcast today. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, There is some really good podcasts out there too, that do focus on like agriculture and the Western community as well. But if you don't already know what's going on in those communities, those things are so overwhelming. It's just, I mean, it's the same way as sitting down to a business podcast and you're not to that area yet where they're explaining things to you. And you're like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have no idea what the heck they're talking about. I mean, it's the same way. Oh, I think we've all been there. Like as you're growing your business, people like throw out these words. Like I feel that way about like when you get to the bookkeeping and the financial side, like people will be talking about stuff. And now I might know a little bit more than I did when I started, but it's like, there are so many different parts. And I love that you're drawing on all of this, that like, as you grow and as your business changes, and as you get more experience in the years past, like you can't build it all at once. You can't invest in everything at once. It's going to be a building process and you have to take the steps that feel right to you at that time. And in hindsight, when you're past it, it may have been the absolutely right step to take, or maybe you're going to look back and say, shoot, maybe this was not great timing, but no matter what, like as you're here growing a business, growing a brand, like you have to take steps that move you in the direction you ultimately want to go in. And sometimes those are going to be big steps. Sometimes they're going to be small steps, but you got to take them right? Yes. Yes. Baby steps. As long as we're moving forward, as long as we are shuffling our feet, we're going somewhere. And that's what really matters. Mm, I've tried to explain that to so many people. They're like, well, I just thought that I would be, you know, more successful by now. And I'm like, 
yeah, but do you get up every morning and get out of bed and you sit down and you at least, you know, check in on your business? And they're like, well, yeah, obviously. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, then you shuffled your feet today. You're fine. It's all going to come within time. Like, I totally understand. And I know you got a lot of DMs from me right before some major things happened for me, but I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? Because I can't, I can't break the next level. And it was driving me crazy because all I wanted was that next level. And I knew I could get there. I just didn't know how. And then you were like, just give it time. Just give it time. And I was like, Molly, that wasn't the answer that I wanted. (laughs) It's never the answer anybody wants. No, but it's the only answer. I mean, you just, you have to have that patience, but you have to be willing to have the self-discipline to keep shuffling your feet. And whether you're, you know, shuffling or you're taking massive leaps, depending on the day, then that's what the right step for you is. And, you know, all different sizes, all different times. Yeah. I think, okay, we're getting close on time. I told Sophia, like, I always do this. Like, I always like conversation, but I always butt up against the time limit. But I think what you just said really brings this full circle. Like you saw that you wanted to grow and you were having growing pains getting there. But when you saw the biggest growth and change in your business is when you leaned into you and when you leaned into the things that you were passionate about and like these little nudges that you'd been having throughout your career, like when you really hit the ground running. And when you saw the biggest breakthrough, I think from outside looking in on you is when you (laughs) leaned into who you were, what you specialize in, and then you accepted it and you ran with it. And that's the punchy posse and the punchy everything and the Western shop specialist. (laughs) Yes. I had someone message me today and tell me that the reason that they invested with me was just because of me. They were like, I love the way you show up. I love your positive attitude and your vibe and the way that you say it like it is. And I'm going to tell you my biggest pet peeve is when people waste my time. Like that sounds like stuck up when you say it like that, but truly like if you want to invest with me and you get on a call with me, then let's get to work. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat things for you because I need you to hear what I'm saying in order for you to understand where we're going. And I need you to be truthful with me so that I know what you want, because if you're going to like, you know, mess around and you're not going to fully answer my questions or things like that, then I'm not the right step for you at that time, because I'm very serious about your growth. Mm -hmm. And so the way that they presented that to me today in the message, and they were like, I just love that you're like, no nonsense, you tell people what they want to hear, or what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. And the way that you approach business is really respectable. They're like, I don't want to be average, I want to be the best. And by investing with you, I know that that's going to get me to the next level and that much closer to being the best in my industry. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. That's a (laughs) message you need to save. And then you're going to look back at that on the days when you're feeling like business is a struggle. That's going to be the thing that you read. Well, yeah, because we never look at ourselves that way, you know? So it was, it was a big motivator this afternoon to see that message and to hear someone have that to say about me. So. I love that. Okay, Sophia, we are going to remind the audience how they can find you and get in touch with you. And then we're going to go into our quick hitting small talk round. Okay. So hit us with where you can be found online. Yes. So I actually have two websites, depending on what you're looking for. The Western Chef Specialist is my service-based website. You'll find all of our business services there from coaching with me to website design to social media management. And we also have a financial consultant on our team that you can book with, which is really awesome. But if you're looking for more clothing or punchy professional um, 
you know, style branding and, you know, things to wear. We have the punchyposse.com, which has all of our merch that we have. We started a line for people who, you know, don't fit anywhere. They're punchy and they're professional and they need something that reflects that. And so you can shop on the punchyposse.com with us for things like that. Um, and you can follow me on social media at Sophia Solzner on Instagram or on um, Facebook. It's just the Western Shop Specialist. And then, of course, there's the Punchy Posse Facebook group and all of the things linked to that. So as long as you can find my website, you can find all of my social links. So just start there. <laughs> and I will link to it all in the show notes so people can find you and all of the aspects of your business. So we'll make yes. sure it's easy for them to link. Okay, so here we go into the small talk round. This is just going to be like, Quick hitting. I never gave you the prep questions, but it's all easy stuff. So, okay. All right. First up, tell us a little bit about your family. And because we never got into that, <laughs> I skipped over that part. We just talked shop this whole episode. <laughs> okay. So, my like immediate family, the family that I created, I have my husband, Colton. He's in the military. He is getting close to the end of a year long deployment. So, crossing my fingers, that's over soon. Yeah, um, but so I want to make sure listeners know Sophia's biggest business growth has also been while her husband has been deployed overseas. So she has not only been growing this great business, she's been momming to three kids while her husband is deployed. So I think that is so commendable. <laughs> Thank you. Thank um, you and so then, you. yes. And then, like you said, you know, we have the three kids, we have Bo, he's six, Georgia is almost four. And then Ryder will be two in May. And we have our dog trooper. And then I have outside of that, um, a really, really large family. So I won't get into it because my parents um, aren't together. And so I have families on both sides of that. And then my husband's parents also aren't together. So they've built their families separately as well. And so it's, it's a lot of families. So we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, awesome. I love that though. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Tell us about what was your first job? Oh my gosh. Well, so, (laughs) so when you, you did like sneak this one to me earlier. And so I had to think about it a little bit. My first like real job was I worked at a tanning salon and I ended up managing it for the majority of high school. But before that, my grandma used to be the one that hosted um, a Valentine's dinner for all the firemen in our community and their wives. And she would always let me come in and bus tables and serve tables. And I don't know if this was legal or not, but I definitely generated a lot of tips on the years that I did that. (laughs) So that was like my first job. And I had to throw that out there because it just makes me like giggle to look back and think that I was like 10 and 11. And I was like busing tables for all these firemen and their wives. And it was always like the best night. Like I looked forward to it every year, but if I had to say, then that was my first job. That's what I'm going to (laughs) count. Love that. And I love like, it's just like so small town, right? Like we had a Valentine's dinner for the firemen and we did it every year. I love that. Um, <laughs> what's your go-to snack? Oh my, I don't know. Anything that's in my cabinet. Unfortunately, I've had to take my children grocery shopping with me a lot of, of the time. And uh, when we don't get to do online grocery orders, which are my go-to and we go to the store, then my kids are like, can I have that? Can I have that? Can I have that? So I usually just grab something that's in the cabinet. That sounds good. but My favorite is probably like my protein bars that I get. And I can't even remember the brand. I just know what the box looks like and I grab Mm -hmm. it every time. But I snack on protein bars a lot because they actually like give me a little bit of a boost of energy rather than grabbing like, you know, just even like a plain old granola bar or 
whatever the heck the kids have in the cabinet. I don't know. Teddy Grahams. <laughs> Doritos. Yeah. Fruit <laughs> snacks. Like. <laughs> Love it. Okay. What are some podcasts or some books that you read for like business ideas and development? Well, I love this podcast, of course, and (laughs) I I love Allie Reeves podcast. She has the six figure influencer podcast. And I listen to, um, I think it's called like entrepreneurs on fire or something like that. I love that one. I love hearing other people's business journeys. And, you know, I think there's a lot that you could take away from stuff like that. Um, I don't listen or read a lot of books, so I don't know if I have a lot for that. Um, I am working through the building a story brand. I think that's what it's called. You love I'm working that. That's through my that favorite. One. Yes. So I'm working slowly through that one. Um, finding free time to read is definitely not my strong suit, but I will be doing a lot of traveling this summer. So I am building up my audiobook arsenal so that I can spend more time investing in things that way this summer while I'm on the road a lot for rodeos. So I don't have very many good book recommendations, but Oh, and the other one I wanted to mention was the Ranch Collective podcast. I absolutely love Harley. She's the host and she talks with all different kinds of Western and rural business owners too. So I like to listen to that one. Oh, that's a good one. I'll have to put that on my list. Um, Okay. Last question. What are some big things you've got coming up either personally or professionally in 2021? Okay. Well, this is a long list actually. (laughs) So I'll try to keep it short, but Hopefully someday soon, my husband will come home. So I'm very much looking forward to that in my personal life. And then, you know, like I mentioned, this is my first year as the PR director for our rodeo association. So we are implementing um, like whoever wins their round in their age division. And when they come up to get their check, they're not required to do an interview with me, which will be posted to our social media. So I am like massively excited about that. Like, I'm so hyped up to do all these interviews with these kids because they're all different ages. And I'm, I'm mostly excited to do the interviews with the younger kids because you know, they, you never know what they're going to say. And I'm just so excited for that. Um, And then we're also hosting a retreat in Texas in July, which is going to be amazing. So this is a business retreat. It's just a weekend retreat. It's two days. So you'll come in on Saturday and you'll start with a branding session with one of our photographers. If you're not like in a photo session, then you'll have the opportunity to create, you know, some relationships and community with other ticket holders that are there and, you know, just find some people to connect with because we get to connect in the posse all the time, but on Facebook, it's totally different than in real life. So I'm really excited about that. But then on um, Sunday, we're doing a whole day of business training. So we're going to be talking about goal setting, marketing, um, how to set like, you know, your long-term goals and then create lists from there on how to reach them. Mm-hmm. That's not my strong suit. And that's not my speaking point. I'm just going to let you know that right now. <laughs> so no you're bringing in guests that. too. Yes. We're bringing in guest speakers. I'm so excited about that. And then I'm going to be covering mindset, um, and motivation and, you know, things like that to open up. And then later I'll be coming back and I'll be talking a ton of details about marketing strategies branding, how to set all that stuff up. We're also going to be doing small groups, which is really exciting because then people get to connect with people that are just in their like business type and wheelhouse and stuff like that. So I'm really excited about small groups too, but mostly overall, there's a lot of learning opportunities. This is a really amazing opportunity and investment, but for the most part, I'm just excited to like build that community and get to see these people that I've been working with and chatting with, and I get to see them face to face. So I'm really excited about that. It's going to be down in Granbury, Texas, which is about an hour away from like the Fort Worth, Dallas area. 
so I'm I'm like over the moon about that but that's that's about the majority of my summer. <laughs> I have no idea lot. what's gonna that's happen a, after that exciting thing <laughs> yeah. oh that would be so cool um and we'll make sure that we link to that because if people are listening and they're interested can they it's on on your website correct Yep. It's on my website. It's on the Western There's a little tab. It says 2021 retreat. You can go there and buy your ticket. Um, we do have a limit of 50 tickets available for the retreat. So if people want them, then we're encouraging them to grab them ASAP because when they run out, they're gone. We have a limit on how many people we can have on the property itself. And so 50 is it for the tickets. And that's like hard for me because we have such a big community. I'm like, I want everyone to come, mm-hmm. but for the first year, it has to be cut down to 50. So we're excited though. I love it. Well, Sophia, thank you for bringing your energy and your passion and your insights to the podcast today. <laughs> I know that people are going to walk away with a whole bunch of extra wisdom for growing business because of what you said. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye-bye, Sophia. Bye. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived, being small-minded. <laughs>